Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plays podcast. I'm Rob Veltri and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while I'm sitting in traffic on my drive home from work. It is a lovely day on the Belt Parkway yet again. Um, traffic is extra bad today, so we'll see how far I can actually make it. Um, but, you know, caffeinated, ready to go, so I figured it's a good time to start. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the frontal plane and why you should care, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about different planes of motion and different planes and you know, different movement planes um, and what we usually do when we're in the gym and how moving in different planes can benefit you and how you can, you know, add some into your routine or add some into your, your, your program, right? So let's talk about it. There are mainly three planes of motion when we talk about uh, movements and exercises uh, and just human movement in general. There's mainly three. So before I dive into it, I just want you to imagine um, a an ima- picture like a line, an imaginary line that's going to cut our bodies in half in three different ways. All right, and each way that it cuts it in half is going to kind of represent each plane of motion. Okay, so first, we'll I'll go into each one and I'll explain you know how how each movement kind of affects that, and then we'll talk about a little bit of the frontal plane today because that's going to be the, the focus. But first, uh, the sagittal plane. Okay. I want you to picture that line, that imaginary line, cutting your body in half and leaving you uh, with a left half and a right half. Okay, so it's cutting you right, cutting you in half right down the middle, giving you a left half side or left side and a right side. So that would be the sagittal plane. It divides your body into the left and right halves. So anytime you do a, a, a movement that's going to fall into that sagittal plane, it's going to be forward and backward movements. So what I mean by that is walking. Right? Walking is a sagittal plane movement. Your arms and legs are swinging forward and backwards. They're not going to cross over that line, that imaginary line at all. They're going to stay within their left and right halves of the body. Right? So bicep curls, uh, bench presses, rows, deadlifting, um, most hinging exercises, right? lunges, split squats, squatting in general, all of that is going to fall under the sagittal plane. Again, they are forward and backward movements in which, and what I mean by that is that your limbs and the movement does not cross over that uh, imaginary line, stays on the left half and the right half of the body. Okay, so that's the sagittal plane. The frontal plane, which is what we're going to be talking mostly about today, uh, that is going to cut your body into front and back halves, right? So now we're going to turn that imaginary line, instead of cutting us in in half with a left and a right half, it's going to cut us in half with a forward and a a front and a back half. It's the front part of my body and then the back part of my body. Now, that most of those movements that that fall in the frontal plane are going to be like side to side lateral movements okay anything in which your body your limbs rather are moving side to side they're not going to cross over that line they're not going to move forward and backwards uh we're just the most of the move motion rather is going to either the left or the right all right that's the frontal plane okay and then the other one is the transverse plane which we're not really going to dive into much today but it's still important to explain and to talk about Uh, but the transverse plane uh, it's going to cut our bodies into top and bottom halves, right? So, th- right, pretty much right across the waist, we have a top half and a bottom half. Uh, that's going to be mostly like rotational exercises. Again, things that aren't going to cross over that line. No, no, no bending forward. Uh, no moving forward. It's pretty much just going to be like a ro- rotational types of exercises. Uh, again, we're not going to talk too much about that today, but it is important to just get that uh, definition out there. So, again, with these exercises, and or with these movements rather. Anytime it falls under a certain plane, it's just, it's not going to cross over that line. It's going to go along that line, that imaginary line that's cutting us uh, in half. So 
most exercises, pretty much all exercises that some people do, are all sagittal plane stuff. There, and us as humans in general, and most animals, honestly, uh, tend to do, to move forward and backwards, okay? Not so much side to side. So most of the things that we do, ex- movement-wise, is going to be within the sagittal plane. That's at least in the gym, right? So again, any sort of think about any machine that's in the gym. Uh, it's probably going to be for a sagittal plane. Again, bicep curls, tricep extensions, uh, bench pressing, push-ups, rowing. Yeah, again, you name it. Lunges, split squats, all that good, all that stuff. It's going to keep ourselves moving along that line with our left, uh, along the line that divides us between the left half and the right half of the body. So again, most of the time, that's going to be the types of movements that we do when we're in the gym. Um, now, it's, it's why is it important to do frontal plane exercises? Well, there are different angles that we can hit our muscles on. There are different muscles that are used in certain uh, directions and planes of motion, right? So uh, there are some, there's a lot of benefits to adding some of these frontal plane exercises um, to help into, into your routine. Again, it can help, like I said, different angles of the muscle, different muscles in general are working. Um, you can help with certain mobility of different exercises around different joints. Um, and if we're talking about lower body exercises, uh, it's really good for hip mobility and, and things like that. So let's, um, let's get into some examples um, and how you can kind of work it into a program here, right? So <clears throat> if we're talking about upper body or like upper body and core I'll put together, right? So if you talk about upper, common upper body and core exercises that fall within the frontal plane, think about like a dumbbell lateral raise. Okay, your arms are at your sides, your arms are going out to the side, and they're coming back down, right? That's pretty common, it's pretty simple. Um, it's working, you know, the medial, del- medial head of the deltoid, the middle part of the deltoid. It's very common, you'll see plenty of people doing that at the gym. That's probably, in my opinion, the most common frontal plane exercise that I've seen at a gym. I mean, I can't think of, I can't think of others that, are, that I've seen more than that. Uh, also, if you're doing like, if you want to do some core work, if you do like oblique side bends or side crunches, right, that also would kind of fall along the frontal plane. So that means you have a weight in one hand and you are bending your torso the other direction to kind of pull that weight, right? And you're going back and forth and bending your torso side to side, which is really, really good for your obliques. And yes, it is okay to do core exercises in which your spine moves. It's totally fine. Um, if you ask me this, if you asked me this a couple of years ago, I probably would have told you something along the lines of uh, all core exercises should be, you know, stability based where your spine doesn't move because, you know, your spine does not like to move under load and it's pro- and it's going to be, you know, put you at risk for some sort of a disc injury. I, that's probably what I would have said to you a couple of years ago. Now, at this point, um, I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I think it's totally fine to bend your spine in different directions. In fact, I think it's very beneficial to bend your spine in different directions um, when you're doing core exercises, as long as, of course, you are prepared for that exercise. As long as it's not a load that you can't handle or it's an exercise that you're not prepared for, then you're probably not going to hurt yourself. Okay, so just please keep that in mind. If we're talking about core exercises, there are the anti-movement exercises, anti-rotation, anti-lateral uh, you know, flexion, things like that. And there are uh, ro- exercises that promote movement about the spine. So anyway, quick so- sidetrack, but yes, it's okay to do core exercises in which your spine moves. In fact, it's probably beneficial for you to do both spinal moving core exercises and stability exercises, but uh, that could be that could be an episode for another time. But anyway, um, sidetrack over there. Um, but yeah, so side bends for obliques are really, really good. Uh, a good example of a frontal plane exercise. Um, also, if we want to go into now the anti 
core exercises, uh, side planks. Also pretty good for that because we are, if you think about a side plank, you are, you have your forearm on the ground, you're lying on either your left or your right side, your forearm is on the ground, your hips are up in the air, your legs and body are straight. You are now resisting the gravity that is pulling your hips toward the ground, which would be moving in a frontal plane direction, right? It would be because you're on your side, so it would be moving you side to side. So you're resisting that motion. So yeah, you can technically, I guess you could put that in uh, an example or in the category of frontal plane exercises because it's just resisting movement in the frontal plane as opposed to, you know, creating movement in the frontal plane. Either way, it's still a, a good exercise. I still like side planks. I still think they're beneficial. Um, also, another one is that I like rather is, and again, this is all my opinion. You know, you might disagree. I don't really care. I'm just giving you my opinion. Do with it what you want. It's totally fine. Um, <laughs> suitcase carry, right? So a suitcase carry is if you are aware of a farmer carry or uh, it's pretty much holding dumbbells in both hands and walking and trying to keep your body pretty much as still as possible. It's a good exercise for grip and for core. Um, a suitcase carry is just doing it in one hand. Right, so it's literally just holding a dumbbell, a kettlebell, or something heavy in one hand and walking. So how is that a frontal plane exercise? Because even though you're walking, right, and we said before walking is a sagittal plane exercise, uh, or movement rather, but even besides that, the load in the exercise is, the, is what's gonna be in your hand. So it's gonna be pulling you, it's gonna be trying to pull you in the direction of the frontal plane. So again, you're trying to stand upright and you're trying to walk without bending to the side. So again, that's why I would categorize that uh, within a frontal plane exercises, but that's all upper body and for core. Now let's get to the lower body um, because I think for the frontal plane or for lower body, rather frontal plane exercises are huge and they're really important. And a lot of people at Stoked uh, do these because they are really good for us, right? So any sort of like lateral squat or a lateral lunge where a lateral squat is, let's just establish that, you spread your feet apart wide, and then you bend one leg and do, go into a squat motion towards one side of your body. So like your left leg will be bending and your left hip will go back into a squat while your right leg stays straight, okay? And then you stand it back up to, a, up to an upright position where your legs are still spread apart wide. That's a lateral squat, okay? A lateral lunge, which is it's you start in a standing position with your feet together or your feet at least in hip width apart in a normal stance. Then you step out to the side go into your lunge, and then you step back up. That's a lateral lunge, okay? So again, we're stepping out to the side, going into our squat, and then, or into our lunge rather, and then standing ourselves back up to an upright position, okay? Another one I like um, is a lateral step up, which is you have a box or, or a bench or something to your side, and you are, let's say the box is next to your right leg and you're facing forward, box is next to your right leg, you are stepping up with the right leg onto the box, stepping up that way and then stepping back down with your left leg and your right leg back down again. So that would be a lateral step up. Um, I also like curtsy lunges, which is stepping behind or having one leg go behind the front leg, going into a lunge that way. Regardless, um, that's really good for like adductor strength and hip mobility. Okay, those exercises, all of them rather, are good for adductor strength and mobility. Now, when I say adductors, those are the muscles, pretty much like your groin muscles, okay? The muscles that are on the sides, the inner parts of your thighs that go up to your hip and attach there. Um, a lot of people have issues with those muscles. A lot of people have issues with their hip mobility, especially as you get older. If you, do, if you tend to not explore that hip mobility much, you'll lose that range of motion, okay? The classic line, if you don't use it, you lose it. Okay, that's pretty big in terms of mobility and range of motion. So 
very good for, like I said, those exercises, very good for adductor strength and hip health, generally speaking. Uh, and again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to tell you these exercises will make your hips feel better or, or erase pain, but it could, it could, if you strengthen those muscles around the hip, it could uh, aid in some hip pain and help you feel a little bit better as you move. Okay, I'm not a doctor, once again, so please take whatever I just say with a grain of salt. Um, I'm just a trainer who likes to get people stronger and feel better. So anyway, moving on. Another thing I want to talk about is that can help in terms of, of the frontal plane. Uh, unilateral exercises can be, and we, again, we talked about this, you know, with the squatting a couple episodes ago. Um, those can be considered multi-planar exercises. That's what at least, you know, I, I, I've seen them called before because let's just take like a split squat, for example. Okay. A split squat, like I said, is a sagittal plane exercise in terms of where you move, right? You're moving up and down or kind of forward and backwards a little bit as you do it. You're not going side to side. However, they can be considered somewhat multi-planar because you are, again, all those small stabilizing muscles around your hips are working really hard to keep you moving in that direction of forward and backwards. So like I said before, with the, the side plank, you are resisting motion in the frontal plane. So if you're doing a unilateral exercise, like a single leg squat or a skater squat or like a reverse lunge, um, you know, you're, the lack of stability is going to try to pull you in different directions. So let's take, again, let's use the split squat as an example. Your quads, your glutes are going to be doing a lot of the motion of, you know, bending the knee and extending the knee and the hip, right? That, that's what's going to be the main muscles that are doing that exercise. But a lot of the smaller muscles, the adductor hip flexors, uh, abductors even, are going to be working really hard to keep you moving in that direction and not falling all over the place. So a lot of the times people will say like, um, you know, they might have bad balance, which they might have bad balance. That might be like, uh, you know, a, 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 an issue for them. It could be a coordination issue or it could be an issue of they, they aren't very strong on one leg. Right, so it really depends. Sometimes people are really weak on one leg, and they get a little bit stronger with doing, you know, split squats, uh, single leg deadlifts, you know, um, uh, lunges, things like that. They might get stronger with that, and then they might see that their balance might improve because those small stabilizing muscles that keep the hip stable while you do those exercises are getting stronger. So, having said that, um, those exercises, uh, I would consider those multiplanar, even though they might be sagittal plane in terms of the movement. Again, they can be multiplanar in terms of resisting motion or resisting movement in the other planes of motion to keep you moving in forward and backwards or straight up and down. So having said that, let's wrap this up a little bit here, right? Frontal plane exercises, we're moving side to side. Um, for our lower body, very, very important, very good exercises that help us out with some uh, adductor strength and hip mobility and overall just hip health, right? It's always good to have more mobile hips, especially if you're the type of person who sits down all day for their job or has a long commute home like I do for, for work, um, then yeah, it'll, it'll definitely help, right? So try to work some of those into your routine uh, and, and see if it benefits you at all. I have officially made it 1.7 miles throughout this entire episode. So hopefully if you're listening to this in your car, you've made it farther than I have. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening guys and uh, I'll see you next week.